Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the talk show. Not a talk show, it's a podcast. We're a, a podcast. talk show now? We're a talk show, like Sally Jesse. <laughs> yes. I already got the glasses. Could I be? Can we be like the Drew Barrymore podcast? Because I have such a crush still, even though she's like older and I'm older and, you know. You, you, you can pretend you're on the Drew Barrymore podcast. Can I pretend you're Drew Barrymore? Absolutely. Yes. But I want to be from the Scream Drew Barrymore where she has that terrible wig. I was hoping like Mad Love Drew Barrymore. Can I get that? Okay. Okay. Yeah, like Flash and Dave Letterman Drew Barrymore. Oh, Can I okay. get that? Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Mary Go ahead. The drummer from The Strokes. Yes. Fabrizio. For fucking Fabrizio. <laughs> that's, that's shouting out other bands. We don't do that. We have a guest this time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all right so uh this is a podcast where we talk about stuff all the stuff i'm your host coop this is my co-host john i am uh the number one drew barrymore fan girl boy boy girl it thing. Yeah, this is the crush monocle drew barrymore podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a uh we have a guest uh this month timeshares is a band formed in downstate new york out of the ashes of another band called the knockdown Combining elements of punk, emo, even some alt-country and good old-fashioned rock and roll, Timeshares have released music on Kiss of Death Records, Side One Dummy, and as well as most recently, Wiretap, where they released Limb, the Bearded Gentleman Music Album of the Year 2022. Uh, on Didn't this they make month- Album of the Year before, too? Uh yeah, I think so. Back in yeah. 2015. Yeah, like they're like they're like yeah, two time champs for sure. <laughs> they're my dudes. Um, we are on this month's episode. We, we are joined by bassist, co vocalist, songwriter, and pseudo designated band dad, Mr. Mike, <laughs> Mr. Mike Natali. How's it going, guys? Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, like we, I just said in the intro, uh, we've been uh, riding hard for timeshares for for a while. Yeah. Even even before I was writing at the site, I like I had bearable. So uh, I've been following you guys forever. So bearable is is <laughs> that's quite crazy. Old so now. number one. Yes, I know. No, bearable is quite old. <laughs> I mean, go ahead, John. <laughs> i was saying it's crazy that like you know i mean not that our site is really anything but it's crazy that like number one 2015 number one 2022 you know what i mean like that's like yeah i love it love it love it love it that's so i cool. love it that's that's an honor i appreciate that yeah yeah um well one of the things i, I like to say though um especially with already dead and limb uh both of those records you probably read the review that i give it last year but both of those records came out at a time where I kind of needed them. They were kind of like my album, you know what I mean? Uh, with Already Dead, I was going through some personal issues. I had I was going through a breakup, and I had a death in the family. I was had all this stress on me, and that album was like very. It was like breaking a bottle out back, you know what I right, mean? Right. And then with album Limb, the most recent, uh, it's kind of like those same feeling, same feelings, but you're kind of at peace with them. You know, that's what it kind of feels like. It's okay to be wrecked. It's okay to be old and grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Better be okay because uh, we are. And yeah, no shit. (laughs) First, we uh, we always start the podcast. We talk about with some music we've been listening to for the past month. Do you want to go first, uh, Mike, or you want us to go, or how do you want to? Sure. Um, So there was a, a band from. Vancouver. I don't know if there's still a band uh, called Carpenter, 
that I discovered. I got to get okay. my pen and paper out. I'm writing this stuff. Sure. Um, Carpenter. Okay. About <laughs> ten years ago or so, we were touring a lot with a band from Philly called Luther uh, that we were very good friends with, mm-hmm. and, and through them, I discovered this band Carpenter. They had uh, two albums that I cool. knew of. Uh, the second one was called Sea to Sky. I was really into that. And they kind of fell off the map a little. And just a few weeks ago, for some reason, I started thinking about them and uh, landed on an eight song release that they put out in 2016, probably four years after the last cool. full length record. It's not quite a full length, not quite an EP. It's kind of in between. Um, but yeah, it's one of those like six songs, yeah. three, seven songs. So I like have been listening to that, and it might be my favorite release by them uh, already. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. That's, that I've been jamming a lot uh, in the last month or so. Uh, what kind of music is, is, is Carpenter? Very, um, oh, I would say kind of Americana-tinged uh, emo rock i mean kind of kind of in the limbeck vein yeah. uh i only yeah cool, someone, cool, cool, cool. someone turned me on to limbeck last year I, they had somehow slipped under my radar for a while and the first thing i thought of yeah. when i heard them was this reminds me of carpenter who probably <laughs> took some influence from limbeck i don't know i mean i think right my band probably takes influence from some of their influences, uh, which is how yeah. I didn't discover them right away. <laughs> Too busy listening to the same influences. It's a melting pot. It's always a melting yeah. pot. <laughs> my next, am I going up? Am I up? Go for you're, it. you're up, John. Cool. So uh, the first thing is there's a band called Ohms. So like, like you know, like the sound frequency or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. Ohms is. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, they have a new album called Rot. They're out of England, and they're fucking gnarly. It's like uh, sound gardeny, progressive hard rock shit. Like it's they're fucking cool as shit. Like the, apparently they've been around since like 2015. I'm a fucking total jackass newbie, and like this is the first <laughs> album I'm finding of them. But it's super cool. So it's like it's like uh, kind of drive-in themed, like horror movie drive-in themed. So they yeah. have like samples and shit and they like highlight certain like songs on like the album cover and stuff like old like kind of old school like drive-in horror movie type shit. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking super cool. And then I had one and I totally forgot and now I'm pulling it back up. Oh yeah, and then there's another one. <laughs> there's a band called Common Wounds. They're out of Arizona. Okay. They put out like a four or five song EP. Let me look real quick. Five song EP. It's super like 90 uh, you know how i am i'm always down with that like 90s hardcore like 90s post hardcore yeah shit. yeah yeah so like yeah they're super cool a bunch of like old heads out of arizona that like have been in a ton of bands and now they're in a band together and yeah so here i am just spouting off fucking rock shit like i always do so hopefully coop you're coming in hard with some like r&b or rap or something different I'm not. Ah, no, fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I listened to two things, and I'll make it quick because I wrote an article about one. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, so I was going to write this. I haven't wrote a bunch of neg- – okay, so so Mike understands. Uh, I used to be like the master of negative articles at this publication. <laughs> if I would write something negative, like I still have 21 Pilots fans wanting to 
set my house on fire. It's true. Give them a negative. Oh, wow. lots of lots of hits for the site, but uh, I hate that band. So <laughs> um, <laughs> just make it as simple. So it's been years since I wrote a negative review because I wanted to be more professional and mature. So I listened to because I because I was bored and being that I haven't been writing a lot of articles i've been doing a lot of stuff for the podcast i'm like you know what i'm gonna break out some albums that i probably hate and do a few negative reviews so i listened to three albums in a row um trying to figure out which one i was going to write about i knew that i wouldn't like number one was fallout boy their new album <laughs> and uh it sucks because um, coop why why <laughs> I wrote an article about it. I'll have the link. No. Uh, I don't like it because it just sounds terrible. It just sounds corporate and fake. And and I can say that because they're a Chicago band. So I have seen them before they were like super big. Really wasn't wild about them then either. This new album just sounds like children's music. Or <laughs> something they play like in Hollister uh... or something. Okay, so that's one. All but I also listened to that Morgan Wallen album, that racist country singer guy. Why? Why are you listening to these things? I was going to write a full review on how some people can change, you know, like, uh, you can, okay, I was going to start out that way, but then just rip into the album that like, it doesn't matter if he changes or not. He's garbage. Yeah. But I, I voted against doing that because that was just, you know, a lazy take. And then the third album I listened to was the new album from Lana Del Rey uh, called, uh, did you know there's a tunnel under ocean Avenue? Yes. Um, Lana Del Rey's kind of cool. I always liked her voice and I thought she had like a cool vibe or whatever, but my complaint is that's all she has is a vibe and yeah, it's just super boring. Dude, I've checked years. out on that. I checked out on that like five years ago. Four yeah, years exactly. Ago. So she's like one of those artists that I kind of want to do something really good. Like, come on, show me up. Tell me I'm wrong, you know? Right. And yeah. just probably like maybe one or two okay-ish songs on the album and the rest is just mopey. Pretty girl who cries. Yeah, yeah, terrible fluff. So, did you check out that one thing? Did you check? Did, has anybody checked out that model actress band? They're like a noise rock band, but they're like techno and shit, and like the singers no, I, like you crazy flamboyant. Them. Like, dude, it's I I don't know why I sh- didn't shout that out, but it's like one of the craziest things I've heard. Like in a in a minute, like it's crazy. Mike, do you ever listen to any, like, I I know you're an indie band and all that, but do you ever, like, kind of check out mainstream pop trash? Not so much pop trash, but uh, we have an affinity. <laughs> He's not a masochism, we, like, uh, we, not a masochist like you are. In the band, we kind of have a, a growing affinity for pop country. That's why I just had to, yeah. I had to check out uh, Morgan Wallen and, and make sure that uh, he didn't have any hits that, I am familiar with and he doesn't I mean <laughs> no, we mostly spin like uh, a mix like um like a playlist or a, a, a radio mix or whatever and yeah you you really can't even tell one artist from the other most of the time <laughs> it's um, just it's just like this like <laughs> and I think there's definitely a, a Nashville formula that we're aware of you know mentioning the the, right. the brand of truck and the alcoholic beverage <laughs> and the boots and the jeans and everything but yeah. the, the, i mean the songs sponsored songs the songs are really well written a lot yeah. of yeah it's a formula, it, it, it's a formula. Yeah. um the content like the lyrical content is a formula but then also the writing and the musicianship are, are really good we actually um yeah it's 
probably the whole same band over and over again with every artist. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I should. They just keep them in house. Don't unplug their. Yeah. Dive in really quick to an anecdote so early here, but this summer we played down. We <laughs> no, played please, down the street do. from a a free uh, concert that was uh, Lee Bryce, and um, we got to walk like half a block down and watch his set. He actually played earlier than we did. And like this song is just Beverly Hills by Weezer with country <laughs> lyrics and vocals and the guys in the band, they had like big yeah. screens uh, with cameras on the stage. Cause it was, there were, we were in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Right. And I think 50,000 people had come to town for this concert it was like a yingling event. Yeah. And uh, so we're looking on the screen and let's just, you know, the musicians don't look much different from us, but they're getting paid. Right. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause with country music, it's basically just lists. That's what all country music is. There is, it's just naming things. You know what I mean? Country. I have a truck, boots, beer, Women, it's Bluetooth, like... speaker. <laughs> Bluetooth speaker, Bluetooth <laughs> speaker. Oh yeah, it's modern country. I heard a uh, so, I heard yeah. a pop country song with the word Instagram in the lyrics the other oh, day, no. and I thought <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, oh, stuff like that really bugs me lyrically. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like they're like it's like paid sponsorship for like the like lyrics, you know. They're like, "Can you please mention Sky Vodka in your next song on track three of your album?" Even, even like uh, Instagram, <laughs> it it's not even proven like John Deere. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, it's fairly recent. Instagram yeah. could yeah. go down tomorrow, and then right, and then what? Like, that lyric is. <laughs> yeah. It's dated. It's dated. There it is. It's done. <laughs> so, um, with with timeshares, I, I that's another thing I said in the intro. You actually have for a punk or alternative or rock, whatever you want to call it, uh, there is actually a little bit of alt country in timeshares. That kind of not like alt country, like you know, like what I was just talking about, but more like a drive by truckers kind of vibe. Yeah. You uh, is that like an intentional thing, or how'd that just come about? Start using the, those. Trevor Truckers is probably our favorite band as a band. Oh, cool! Nice, oh, nice, nice. The nice, four nice. of us are huge Trevor Truckers nerds. I've I've already got dates uh, starting at the end of this month into next month circled on my calendar. I might go to who knows how I'm feeling that week or so I, I could end up going to six of those shows. I've, I've gone like yeah. two Hell or three yeah. nights in a row before when they've played at Brooklyn bowl. Um, I love that band. Uh, I mean, they have 13 or 14 albums. I would say that I am a huge fan of most of them. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm always the guy jotting down the set list on my phone as it's going on like yeah. a nerd. Um, yeah. and, and they mix up their set list all the time but yeah um going back to all the way back to when we were touring on bearable which it came out at the end of 2011 so we did most of the touring on it in 2012 we already were exposed to like bands like lucero um mm-hmm. through college friends and um, 
I don't know what it was, but when we were on the road and we'd go out for a month at a time back then, um, and, and do a lot of driving and, and play a lot of very small shows, uh, all at, all at a time. And that just yeah. seemed like the right thing to listen to in the van, especially driving mm-hmm. through the Midwest, driving through totally, totally. like flat rural America. Yeah. It just fit the vibe <laughs> so well or, or yeah, like yeah. through the mountains. Um, it's road trip. It kinda, yeah. It, <laughs> it's also a nice break because you're playing shows, you're playing with loud bands all the time. And yeah, for sure. For it, sure. It breaks yeah. up the day a, a good bit. Um, so it just yeah. was perfect. And it kind of grew from there. I had a, I had a Lucero station on Pandora that I never paid for Pandora. I'd get the ads like every two or three or four songs. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. just over like 10 years of, thumbs upping and thumbs downing songs. Uh, yeah, you, kind of you, you figured out the algorithm. Fine-tuned it into such a cool station and discovered some really cool bands through that, like Two Cal Garage from Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then yeah, just yeah, other, yeah. our friend Jared, who came on tour with us for years, um, introduced us to Drive by Truckers. And just everybody in the band is hooked on it. Um, every, every, um, Jeff Tweedy and Jay Farrar band, Sunvolt, Wilco, Uncle Tupelo, yeah. all that stuff. Like we're, we've definitely become better versed in alt country over the years. But yeah, it, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely. I, I don't know if you, I would say intentional, but it it seeps into our music because it's so mm-hmm. of course prevalent yeah. in our listening. It's gonna, it's bound to happen. And yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, as a segue into that, I know you, I imagine you probably write a lot of music or have things swirling in your head while you're on the road. Um, obviously limb kind of came out during a time you guys were probably working on it during the pandemic. So if I'm right in that, uh, how did being isolated at home change the way you write music compared to being out on the road? I'm going to throw a wrench in it here. Uh, limb was actually ready before the pandemic. Holy shit, yeah. you had to wait that long? Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, that's brutal. You just killed my question, I'm, thanks. No. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> at least you'll, you'll, you'll get an answer anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lim was ready to go. We hadn't set up the relationship with Wiretap yet. Um, and yeah. I think that I touched on this uh, a couple weeks ago on another podcast, but I'll do it again. I think that if it had dragged on much longer, we probably would have just released it. I know that people in the music industry throughout that two years were kind of gauging where the light at the tunnel was going to come. And yeah, I would say about halfway through it, it still really wasn't visible. So people were yeah. saying, if you are waiting for the opportunity to tour, don't let that hang you up because it certainly isn't around the corner. Um, and that's why Max, our guitar player released his um, solo album when he did. And I thought that that came out at a great time. I thought that it was yeah. just what we needed. You know, at, the, at that time you need something that, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of walking around town and just, you know, getting some exercise during the, the years uh, there 
isolated and I loved having that album and other albums. It was, you know, I, it would have been a bummer if music had completely stopped, but yeah, Lim, Lim was around and, and the thing also, I don't want to drag the story out too far, but we had been through a long process of getting it from recording to post-production to actually ready. And we felt like we've waited, we've, we've gotten so good at waiting that what's a little more waiting. (laughs) Right. And yeah. So over, over that two years, we were able to, uh, you know, get wiretap on board and, and, and set up the release. And then final pressing was basically another nine to 12 months, I think. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy right now. I would say vinyl, vinyl pressing is slow because you can buy a copy of rubber soul at any cracker barrel. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah, shit. Right. Or like yeah, a yeah. brand new copy the of record. Yeah, a brand new copy of rumors by <laughs> Fleetwood Mac on 180 gram vinyl yeah. sealed. Yeah. Like there aren't thousands <laughs> of those floating around <laughs> anyway that you can get. Don't fucking shit. God. Yeah. With the, the recording of limb, you guys work with a producer on this go around. I know when you did already dead, you kind of produced it yourselves right? for, for a band that's like super DIY. What was it like working with a producer? It was very cool. In fact, I just spoke to a, a buddy recently about um, going back before timeshares to the knockdown. And the one full length yeah. record we did was in a studio yeah. with a producer. And, you know, looking back, I don't think that we were, really ready for that experience. I, I almost wish that we could have recorded that album the way we did the first two timeshares records. Cause it was, it, mm-hmm. the main thing was we're not constrained with time. We can learn how to make these records, um, right. and learn how to be a band in the studio without wasting money and wasting somebody else's time. And, you know, the stories that I've shared about the recording of Bearable, where I'm home on my break from work, or John was, <laughs> he was uh, working on a school bus and coming over to record guitars <laughs> between the morning run and the afternoon run and stuff like that. Right. Just um, allowing ourselves the time to figure it out. And I think that by the time we got two full length records in, we felt, okay, we have matured enough and and gained enough experience recording ourselves that we can bring somebody else into the mix, go into their studio and, and try to do this. And, um, Joe Reinhardt, um, was somebody that we were really excited to work with. Um, I remember very early on one of the earliest timeshares shows, uh, up in Rochester was with Algernon and, um, I just remember being at a house party and John and Joe talking Elvis Costello in the kitchen for like an hour and a half. Um, John's a huge Elvis Costello fan. So is Joe. They nerded out about that for a while. And that to me was like, yeah. you know, one of the first signs of a, a, a cool person to work with. Cause you have his band is like one of the quintessential, tappy noodly emo bands and and we are yeah, for sure. what we are sure. and they have this common ground musically 
as fan Elvis Costello. Um, and I think that he has influenced John's writing a ton. I think it's, it's, uh, audible in his songs. So that was, Mm -hmm. that was great. And, um, yeah, he was just a fun personality to work with and, and kept us on task. And, um, also directed the songs a little bit, not, he didn't have too heavy of a hand, but there are definitely parts on limb where I can hear it and remember like, Oh, this was not like this. And then Joe kind of made this suggestion. Um, Like I said, not too much, but a a few parts where he was like, you know, this is really the chorus of the song and it shouldn't happen once. Like you should be <laughs> yeah, leaning should, into this yeah. more or, you know, it's cool. Well, there's a lot more instrumentation too. I mean, there's like that, one of my favorite songs on the record, well, actually the last track, the closing track is probably my, my favorite uh, on, on the album. But I really like that weird guitar part that comes in on uh, Motor City 03. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's like a deconstructed guitar solo. Right. You know? <laughs> that's that's funny because that's all John uh, like the idea, but it's so out of character for him. Um, we'll we'll give things little pet nicknames like I I would call that like the at the drive-in riff, which is funny <laughs> yeah. because I grew up listening to at the drive-in and John didn't right really. So the fact that that came out of him and then I added uh, like the the kind of counter riff that goes along with it. And so it just kind of, I don't know, it's cool. So that's, we never deny ourselves anything cool. Like it's never like, Oh, that sounds too much like this. If it's cool, it goes in. We've yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, The moon is my favorite song. I just, it just sounds like a closing track. Yeah, you know, that's what kills, I like to say. Interestingly <laughs> enough, it was not originally going to be the closing track. That was another really part of the, part of the long process was some of the sequencing got switched around before uh, it went to the final. Uh, where were you hmm. going to put it before? Um, well, I think that was kind of part of the problem was where's it going to go? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> We did we did the the trackless yeah. shuffle with bearable and we did the trackless shuffle with um, limb and already dead we kind of knew the trackless before we even recorded it. In fact, Eric and I both recorded already yeah. dead in track order, <laughs> just just because. Like oh, wow. I I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't yeah. think John and Jay did, and I don't think the vocals went down in order. But yeah, the the rhythm section went down in track order. So. Next album, whatever song you think is going to close it, you should open the album with yeah. it. Yeah. Just to fuck with people. <laughs> fuck with ourselves, too. I, that's the kind of thing that yeah, we no shit, do. Right? We yeah, love to no tear the yeah, floorboards yeah. up and just fuck with everything. <laughs> yeah. The lead single off Limb is uh, Siren Sound. The first time I heard it, I just kind of like lyrics kind of like wash over me. You know, I just like it's a cool sure. rock song. But the lyrics of that song is from the a perspective of wanting to be your dog. Yeah. Kind of a, a, you know, like seeing your life through your, it's, it's kind of a, a, an offer to switch places kind of, or, or yeah. Yeah. No shit. My working title for it was plea to a dog named buddy. Uh, you know, um, 
I'm sure most listeners will get the reference there for uh, to the weaker thins. Uh, but yeah, right. uh, basically yeah, yeah. Uh, a plea to a pet. <laughs> um, obviously, we're big weaker thins fans, also. But taking that idea of making yeah. a plea to your pet and and spinning that on the uh, in the situation that I had at the time, or you know, we all have at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, your dog lives a good life. He just lays, lays around home. And, yeah. You know, he don't have to deal with all that stuff that we do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. In one of our previous episodes, uh, John says, those guys in timeshares look look like the guys who are good live. They look like they've toured a van yeah. and got stories. I mean, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just mean you guys look like you fucking <laughs> I earned didn't, it. I you did not I mean? take like... it as disrespectful at all. If, if you could have seen the first van that we had as a, <laughs> as a band, um, you'd be like, oh, shit. I was yeah. uh, spot on with that. We drove around <laughs> for yeah. probably the first four to five years in a uh, like an 89 Chevy work van with no windows. It was, it was like the van that Harry and Marv had in home alone. I think the, the mom in rookie of the year drove that van. Um, it was just a metal box. Yeah. It it had no amenities whatsoever. Like the, the metal you saw on the outside of the van was the metal we saw from the inside of the van. Um, like yeah, no shit. No yeah. power, it's anything. The, the the windows in the yep. front were cranked down. Um, you know, it was hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Yeah, and uh, just looked like hell. You earned it, man. You earned that shit. That's the good music, though. When bands tour vans, that's when they're good. Try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they. I mean, at some point, you know. Like a tor- torture. That's enough torture, you know. Like uh, it's tough. It's a pain in the ass to own a van and to maintain a van and to put that kind of wear on it. And and um, oh, the money that we sunk into just that first one. Luckily, the the one we have now has has been a lot more reliable. Um, and it's up to I think three hundred and forty thousand miles right now. Oh yeah. shit! Nice, it's, it's yeah, crazy coming in. Work Still course. going. <laughs> Look, get your oil changes, rotate your tires. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's yeah. true. I mean, th- that does really go a long way. So, regular regular <laughs> maintenance, you know, and care. So, is it true that the band name Timeshares is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference? That is true. Um, yes. Te- ah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> yeah. Two: Secret of the Ooze. Ah, yes. To be yes. Specific, but <laughs> okay. yeah, that that was like the original um, source of the name. Yeah, it's it's Fuck yeah. such a thirteen years in such a rough band name to have. Uh, <laughs> you think so? You really think that Timeshares is a bad name? Like. You know, have you ever tried those, to like, Google timeshares? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, that's fair. But I mean, it's still like it sounds cool as a band name, but maybe not like Google indexing or like Google search results. We did get a nice shout out. You know, like you can, I you can walk on stage and be like, "We're timeshares, fucking kiss my ass," and then you, you know, play yourself. And we do anyway. Done, you know, um, we, we yeah, yeah, exactly. We got a nice exactly. mention, nice mention from John Oliver last week. Uh, 
and a great sound bite of him saying, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah timeshares yeah. in most cases fuck yeah. lives up." Yeah, all I can say, yeah, he was talking about yes, the band. Exactly. Well, <laughs> he was one hundred percent talking about I, the band. 100%. I trimmed the clip to uh, read the way I wanted it to. So, but you did go. you put it on socials? There I is. Um, did you put? Yeah, there. There's a. There's a clip of the video on our Instagram, I believe. Um, it's just. It's just perfect. Um, oh God, I gotta find it. But yeah, th- I, I think what I can yeah. say best about Timeshares is it sounded like a band name in 2009. Yeah. Like it sounded yeah, like yeah, it, the go. bands that we were playing shows with and listening to and, um, you know, in, in this community with in 2008, 2009, Timeshares just sounded like it could be one of those bands. It sounded totally appropriate. 13 years later, uh, it's the band we are. So we're not going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> We're, that's who we are. When I was listening to uh, that Fallout Boy record earlier, um, I started thinking about the music that I listened to in 2005, 2006, or whatever. And a lot of the, a lot of people in mainstream music say like, "Oh, that's when emo was popular," but that was actually when emo was de- dying because it become super right. mainstream. I got thinking about a lot of those bands and. If there's any of those bands that are still out there, how much they've changed over the years. Uh, one of my favorite bands of the emo era was is Taking Back Sunday. Um, I I love those guys, but now they don't even now they play music that sounds like the Gaslight Anthem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sound like you know like punk or whatever. Uh, how do you compare your cur- the current timeshares with the when you guys first formed? Like wh- what's the biggest takeaway? The the different sound wise or even a mental mm. state wise when you look back at that's those, a great question that i think that the sound has evolved with our taste in music that we listen to uh it's also evolved yeah, sure. with our playing um you know I, looking back to even before this band going all the way back to high school and like the bands that i listened yeah. to and we're trying to sound like in high school, but you don't know how to make those sounds on your instrument yet. Um, yep. That <laughs> yeah. can be a huge thing. Um, and and right now, like with Max and John in the band, I, I think obviously we're a guitar driven, guitar heavy band. And right. um, so I give them a ton of credit for their playing on the songs, obviously Eric and I do our thing and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a team effort, but when, when it comes to like kind of twang or flavor, like, uh, you know, so much of that comes from the guitars and them being able to do that, um, really makes the sound, you know, if, if, I mean, I can't speak for, for John 10 years ago, what he could or couldn't do on a guitar, but, um, obviously what he was listening to then was shaping what he was playing more back then. And, and yep. same goes for now. Um, yeah, I think right. like I kind of said before, uh, with that weird riff, like nothing is ever, uh, 
you know, off the table to us ideas wise. Like, I don't think anybody has ever said, I have this idea. It might be too crazy or it might be too this or that. And then, uh, (laughs) and then somebody is just like, you're right. It is too this or that. We can't do that. You know, it's always kind of, well, we're going to try it. And more than likely, let's fuck with it and see. Yeah. More than likely the idea can sound like it's going to lean one way or the other, but if we're playing it, it's going to kind of sound like us anyway. So really how, how crazy yep, can it get? Yep, 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 yep. Um, it's through the timeshare's lens, you know, like, so if you're going to throw in those other right. elements, it's still going to go through like the band's lens right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So does that mean on a future timeshare's record, you might sound like thrash metal? Um, <laughs> funny enough. It'll probably be number one album at the website. If you, if, if they decide to go thrash, Hoop's going to be like number one album. This is the best fucking album of all time. Love it. Well, it's funny enough that you mentioned thrash metal because I was, I was just going to say also like when we have, we did um, we did a front to back set uh, of bearable uh, around the ten year anniversary of it, I believe. So we had to learn learn or relearn yeah. uh, the whole album. I think some of the songs are a little fresher yeah. in our. Was that weird? I mean, you play some of them like in your sets, but was it like weird? Like going some of them hadn't songs, hadn't been you know, dusted off played? in a while, and and yeah, like. Yeah, that's the, what I mean. The, yeah. I don't know if we're out of shape uh or <laughs> or if it's an yeah, actual yeah, age yeah, thing, yeah. but like playing fast and and playing really busy uh stuff it yeah. it just makes me uh it makes us all kind of sweat. It's uh well, you know, we're <laughs> Figuratively, hey, we are, we're 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 literally sweating anyway, yeah. no matter what we play. But um, no, it really is right. like going right. sweating. Yeah, and more. I think sometimes now too, um, like I think for a for a full record playthrough, like for the anniversary, we're keeping it pretty true to true to form. But even now, like songs from Already Dead. Yeah, with the same energy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Songs from Already Dead will will play now, and it's you know not exactly how it is on the record. You know, kind of how we would play it if we were recording it now, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. I think that's that's something too that like we get from uh, like the Drive by Truckers influence. You go see them; the song isn't going to be a mm-hmm. you know a, a replicating the record. Exactly. And I think that it's cool when bands right. do that, when it's not just regurgitating oh, yeah. exactly what, what they did in the studio. It gives it life and, and character. So, um, yeah, going, going back to bearable um, and, and trying to play some of those songs more accurately. We're like, what were we thinking? putting this part in here it's so fast or, or like the you know it doesn't fit <laughs> yeah it's definitely growth yeah that's funny that record bearable uh when i hear you guys play it live you do play it a little slower it sounds like you're a little rushed when you recorded it so like i could see where that would be kind of exhausting to play that record all the way through (laughs) the record was recorded uh you know with with tempos it was it was done like each song had a tempo 
did we pick the right, right. tempos? We probably, I don't know. I, we, it's more about comfort. Um, obviously, it was yeah. decided at the time, like this is the tempo from now. Um, right, right, right. You want to find the one that feels comfortable to play, but then also sounds right when you play it back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was, it was appropriate. That's the thing. It was appropriate for the time. And, uh, would we pick the same tempos for all those songs if we were re-recording it today? Probably not. Maybe some of them, but. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that though. I like, I like that sound of a band being rushed to this more, more punk. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's like you were saying earlier though, like it gives it like a different live vibe. Yeah. 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 They're like, you know, it's like, what are you saying about drive, drive by truckers? Like you get that live experience where it's just a little different than what you're used to hearing on the album. And as fast as, um, the record maybe sounds, we played those songs even faster live back then. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) It was just, um, the adrenaline gets going and, and more often than not, we were in some sweaty, poorly ventilated basement, just kind of surrounded (laughs) by people, uh, you know, drinking tall boys or, or whatever. And you just go (laughs) with it in the moment. And, um, it, it was so much fun, um, you know, and I give a ton yeah. of credit to Eric over the years for really focusing on like, uh, you know, tempos live, um, you know, because we were just a young band having fun and, and, and playing as fast as we wanted to. And he really put a lot of effort mm-hmm. into, the, all right, this is the next song. This is what the tempo is. I'm going to play it. And that is hard. Yeah. That is like, you know, I've, yeah, I've, hard. Yeah, I've played crazy. a little bit of drums. Like being an yeah. athlete, like I've never played drums yeah. in a yeah. band or like at a show, really like a real show. But I, I know that it's hard. You yeah. know, sometimes it's. Yeah, I mean, like you get like sweaty as a band member and you're like, like. You know, like I play bass, so you know it's like similar, right? So it's like I'm sweaty, and I'm like, God, Jesus, I'm exhausted. And I look at the drummer, and he's like, Fuck me! And I'm like, I shouldn't even say anything. I oh shouldn't yeah, even say anything to him that I'm hot or sweaty or tired because uh, like, dude's an octopus. You know what I mean? Like just going on tilt. You know, we played a show yeah. on our first tour in an attic in Lexington, Kentucky. In Jesus Christ, it was. <laughs> It had to be like May, uh, April or May, oh, and, yeah. and Eric finished yeah. the set and went outside and puked because he was Jesus. so yeah, yeah, just and dying. that's like yeah. that is the that show set the bar. Any show that we play that is uh, super hot, we're like, is that if Eric doesn't puke at the end, it's not a good show. But it, even just like that show was hot. How hot was it? Was it Lexington hot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've played some real scorchers. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you guys have uh, planned for touring or shows 2023? Uh, we are going to Europe in June um, for. Very for some cool. festivals and some shows in between. Um, this is a, this is a, a crazy year for us uh, as, as people. 
Um, we have, I, I, between us, we have six jobs. Um, Eric and John are both, uh, working on degrees. Um, John is finishing a degree, I believe in May. Eric is in the middle of, uh, uh, a master's degree program. And both of them are also getting married this year. So we've had to be, um, I mean, obviously we have a, a record that, has only been out for six months. So we're trying to do as much as we can, but we're, you know, shuffling things around a little bit this year. Like I'm going to go to Pooza Fest in Montreal in May and play solo, um, which gives the rest of the band a little time to breathe. Um, cause Eric's wedding right. is coming up in June. Um, like I said, John is finishing school in May. Eric's getting married in June. And then right. pretty much right after that, we're leaving for Europe. Um, how, how long is the Europe tour? I believe it's going to be 10 or 11 days. Um, we're starting the first weekend. I think we fly into Germany just before the weekend and we're playing, um, playing a festival in Zurich, Switzerland, uh, which is called, I, I know how it's spelled. I'm not sure if there's a Swiss pronunciation. I think it's <laughs> Obanus. Um, and then the next day we're going to beard attack fest in Leipzig, Germany. Um, and then there is a, a full week of shows leading up to Booze Cruise in Hamburg. Uh, and that is where oh, nice. it's going to wrap up. So, Yep, just looked it yep, up. Yep. Two weekends <laughs> with a week in between, uh, maybe a day or two prior, 10 or 11 days. Um, yeah, we've done we've – done, cool. um, this will be our fourth time over to Europe. The first two were like – a month each or more. It was like something like 29 wow. or 30 shows in 33 days each. Um, and then, and then the last time over we were there for six days. So, so this is a nice in between. It's, it's definitely hard for us to, to disappear for a month, even though that was kind of our MO for a long time was touring right, for right, three, four right, weeks right. at a time. You know, we're all a little bit yeah. older. Well, with uh with your kind of music i mean again you're not alt country you're not really americana but we it's deep rooted in american style uh with your brand sure. of punk or rock or whatever so how do do the people in europe you know, go with that like how, what's the uh, how do they um, feel about that well from experience um we had a great time going over the first time which was after bearable came mm-hmm. out and I thought that that was a very well-received record. Yeah. It's hard to say because it's it's a different culture. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that either, you know, American or European culture is like ahead or behind the other. It's just, you know, a little, like I, I feel right, like yeah. bands like Pennywise are much more popular in Europe still compared to here or maybe i'm just not you know in the right scene Um, there's like still a a great love of like skate punk and uh you know california style yeah that's socal that's socal vibe yeah that's that's very popular over there i I don't think that there's any rule like the, the first time over we were touring on bearable and the band arliss nancy from colorado who are some of our great friends who are like a true alt country band. Um, 
they were on mm. tour the same time as us in Europe. I think we overlapped for one festival in Germany and they were having great shows. So it's not that Europe doesn't have a love of alt country or Americana sounding music. They definitely do. Um, but I don't know if their expectations of us are to stick with our older, uh, our, our younger, right. <laughs> I should say our younger sound because I was like 23 or 24 when we started this band. Um, yeah. so, yeah. um, no, it, it, it's fun to go over there and, and everybody is usually very kind and, uh, welcoming to us. We definitely went over the second time was just days after already dead came out. I think already dead came out yeah. and one or two days later we were on a plane. Um, and that might not have been the smartest thing to do to put out a record and immediately disappear <laughs> to <laughs> Europe for a yeah. whole month. But that was that, that was just how it fell um, with production. And, and, and that tour had been booked around Gros Rock in Belgium, which is a really cool, uh, really big festival. Um, and to have that uh, yeah. opportunity, we had to take it. Uh, yeah. So for sure. For sure. yeah, we went, we went over to Europe as soon as already dead came out and um I probably hadn't had time to really sink in yet. And some of the folks that were really into the first record maybe hadn't, uh, hadn't warmed up to already dead yet. Um, and, and were mm. willing to say it. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Do you have any, uh, festival dates over here? Um, well, like I said, I will be at, uh, Pooza Fest myself and uh and then uh I don't know if I can reveal any more yet. Oh. Uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna <laughs> jump the gun on any announcements. Yeah, I don't know. I might be able to, but yeah, 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 yeah. mom's the word, we're good. No, no, yeah, no, we're, good. we're good. So ah, okay. Yeah, but uh we're just trying to do as much as we can when we can. Um so far with Lim being out, we were able to do Northeast record release shows. Um, uh, we did those with Teenage Halloween. We just did shows in February with All Away Lou, who uh, Lou was in the British band yeah. Caves, who we go a long way back with. Um, so it was great to do some East Coast dates, get down to the Carolinas for the first time in quite a while. Um, and yeah, we you know we, we yeah. made it out to Chicago. It. Um, in September, I believe it was before Lim came out, but we played, um, we played the, the Soothsayer hot sauce show the weekend of Riot Fest. Um, and, uh, so it was, you know, great to get back out there. Um, and yeah, if it's smaller bursts or if it's, you know, shorter tours, however we can accomplish getting, getting out there and playing our songs you know, we're going to do it. I, I mean, I honestly think it's insane with like how busy everybody yeah. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're in between like two jobs a piece per you know person <laughs> and like someone's getting their master's degree. Someone's like still going to college, like in marriages, like you're like, you wait, you're not, I don't want to say wasting cause it's not wasting at all, but like, you know, like you're using up all your vacation time. You're using up like all of your time off. You're using up like every yeah. drop of like off time to like, 
you know, like promote the band and be the band and play those shows. Like it's honestly like it's super admirable, but it's also kind of insane. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, me anxiety. I, I also yeah. yeah. I love it. I fucking it's, love it. It I is insane. It. It's just it's, I, you know. I can't imagine how exhausting it is. I also coached travel youth hockey, and my team played 70 games this season. God damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just like a glutton for punishment? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that show, that show in Chicago in That's September, amazing. I flew from a tournament in Pennsylvania. I was in Chicago for like maybe 19 hours, flew back, and went straight to the rink, and I had two yeah. more games. So. Is is the hockey team good? Are you like a coach of the year plus like you know the leader of timeshares fucking just like killing it in, no. in all aspects? Life is killing me in all aspects. <laughs> is the hockey uh, the team hockey good? The hockey team though? had had a great season. Unfortunately, came up a little short in the playoffs, but uh, they were they are even For even sure. now that uh, today was actually the national championship. Um, oh shit! Of you know that oh, wow. of, of our age level, it was out in Denver today. Um, but right. even even so, the season is officially yeah. over as of today, and I believe that uh, we're we're finishing yeah. up like 14th in the country at our age group. Uh, Fuck, that's cool as shit. It, man. it is wild. The, the I mean, I just did a I just did a hockey and music podcast a couple of weeks ago where we went into that even more. That that could be a whole other episode. <laughs> just just the hockey, but yeah. We'll, we'll keep, it, keep it to music here. Okay, so if someone hasn't listened to the, if someone hasn't listened to the previous podcast, what is the name of the hockey team in case anyone wants to follow them? Uh, the the, the hockey, hockey team is the North Jersey Avalanche okay. out of Hackensack, New Jersey, which is about half an hour from okay. me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. Sweet. So yeah, so Mike here had a championship game. And then come home from that, the final game of the season, and then come over and hang out with us on this podcast. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then when he, I'm telling you, <laughs> there, there, there's meet, only um, one way to follow it up. There's only one way to follow it up. I mean, let's be real here. I wouldn't put it past me to do something like that. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when this podcast is over, he's actually gonna uh, replace the roof of his house, and then and then make breakfast in the morning, win the Nobel yeah. Peace Prize, and then you know, oh, you guys gotta go to work you, after that. And then so. go. you're gassing me up too hard. I can't. I can't do all that. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right. We do have, you know, a lot going on between the four of us, and um, it's hard. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't leave you. Our, it's crazy. Our motto yeah. that we've been using is uh, "Every gig is a gift." Fuck yeah, that's it's, cool. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It. It. Every yeah. gig is a gift. Yeah, <laughs> that should that will be the name of this podcast title. Oh yeah, there you go. Cool. There <laughs> this you go. episode is every gig is a gift for timeshares. Every That's podcast true. is a I gift. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> I I I look kind of for that. Uh, I don't know if you would call it adversity or just like when I you know when I get into <laughs> yeah like the challenge of bands like I don't just listen to bands or or you know go out and see bands like i root for bands like i yeah fuck yeah I, of course of course i, I want same, uh same. you know i want the next chapter of their story to be as fucking awesome as whatever 
you know, got them to that point. That's, that's, that's like important to me. And like, and the harder of a go that they've had it, the more I want to fucking root for them. Like if nobody is throwing them a bone, I want to see them, you know, just stick it even harder. I, you know, the real (laughs) begrudging to asshole. I agree. Timeshares has been that band at this publication, so yeah. we've uh, we've uh, like I said, we wrote hard for Timeshares over the years here at Bearded Gentlemen. Okay, uh, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. I, I I really do. Um. So yeah, I I do want to say that uh, I appreciate you taking your time out of all yes. fifty professions. God, seriously, <laughs> I feel bad now. He's like got <laughs> fucking nineteen trillion things to do. He's fucking coaching the hockey team. He's got a trillion jobs. His band. He's trying to organize the fucking band. We're like, come on to our podcast and talk oh, shit for no. an hour. Like you have fucking I'm time to do to. that. I, no, uh, between us as a band, we have a, a ton of things, but uh, I, you know, happy to make time. Right, uh, right, yeah. you know, always, always down. Fuck yeah! Thank you. Of course, dude. thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, everybody, go out there, uh, download legally, download Lim <laughs> from Timeshares. Uh, <laughs> pay for it, please. Um, well, you got yeah, just that's what you do. Just just yeah. do that. <laughs> you know, so so we don't need uh, bands out there having fifty jobs. Go buy their albums. Yeah, no shit. It's a really good record. Uh, I've I've sang the praises for it since it came out, and uh, if you get a chance, please go see Timeshares, uh, one of the coolest bands out there. They bring it. Every fly out to Germany time. if you're listening in the states. Fly out to fly, Germany. Fly out to Germany. <laughs> That's the first time you see them. Yep. We will be doing. We will be doing in stuff Germany. in the states as well. Don't you don't have to. Go, you go. know. Or fly out to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Germany is great. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say again, though, thank you for taking the time out to yes. hang with us. And, um, man, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, that would be great. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that'll uh, wrap it up for this episode. Um, yeah, man. Support Timeshares. The band. Don't actually do timeshares. Yeah, don't don't don't. No. Look look at timeshares Instagram and learn the heed the lessons of John Oliver That's and right. timeshares the band. <laughs> <laughs> look, the Disney tickets are not worth it. Don't get wrapped up in a timeshare. <laughs> timeshares are hard to get out of. Hold on, it's a, hold on. It's a timeshare where you live next to the band timeshares, and you get to go to their band practice. Whenever they practice, which is probably never since they never have fucking time to not only that, but it's not even at home anymore. <laughs> you, you would be living next to the band. You're living next to the band timeshares, but then you have to leave home to go to practice with timeshares to go to timeshares. That's right. You have to you have to fly to Germany to actually. You have a timeshare next to timeshares, but you have to go to Germany to see them. Sounds about right. (laughs) Or or make a road trip or make a road trip in a van with no air conditioner. Or you can you can bar you could rent their van from back in 2012. (laughs) It's an it's an antique. That's an extra bonus. You have to pay an extra three. 30k a year oh, to get them yeah get the I, I i recommend it 
<laughs> yep. It's 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 a featured it's a featured listing on Airbnb. I swear to God. Yes. I promise. <laughs> Should be. Um, so uh, yeah. <laughs> there's your sponsorship. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Timeshares with Airbnb. Yeah, oh. Zerbo or some random <laughs> shit. Finally. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right, then, Mike. It was nice to meet you, uh, and it was great to hang. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for, for hanging out with yeah, us. Thanks right? a bunch, you too, guys. Thank you. We'll send you the link once it gets done, and you can pimp it on your socials. We'll do. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. All right, folks. This That'll do it for this episode. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, share, whatever the kids do on social media. Give us a four-star rating and subscribe. Follow Wait, us on Twitter. Wait, I thought it was five stars. We, we only Wait. want to go for four? Unless you want to give us a five-star, but I think a four is a solid number. So like a B plus, A minus? I'm a B plus in life. Yeah. So. You know what? I want to be an A minus, but <laughs> B plus is the reality. So yeah, that's fair. I've, that's fair. I've already got two A's in my name, so I'll be modest and just give me. I really want to be an A minus, but I understand that B plus is the reality. That's fair. right. That's fair. Okay. We're dragging this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, oh, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been uh, Coop. This is John. I want to be an A minus, but I'm a B plus. And this is our guest, Mike, from Timeshares. Yeah. All right.